this is Megan from Girls Gone Right. And this is Peyton. And we have my friend DJ here with us today. We are so excited to have you here, DJ. Thank you guys for having me. Appreciate it. Yeah, of <laughs> course. We are going to talk about some interesting things today. Uh, basically, we're going to... Also, we have baby hands here today. Of course. Of course. You guys wanted uh, them back, so they're back. Of course. You get a baby hand. Um, you get a baby I hand. You get a baby hand. We're going to talk about some controversial Reddit threads and just basically stir the pot today. DJ has some background. So he's been working on a project. He is actually has a YouTube channel called Revelo Project. We'll link it mm. below. DJ, go ahead and tell us a little bit about it. So, yeah, it's been in the works for a while. Um, me and my um, producer slash um, co-worker named Carter Andrews have been doing this uh, YouTube channel. We basically do like video essays, kind of mini documentary style stuff. Uh, we released a, one about Epstein recently. It's pretty cool yeah. stuff. Check it out. All kinds of cool topics. Haven't um, been Clintoned yet. Haven't been Clintoned yet. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's pretty cool stuff. If you like kind of like controversial topic, video essay, mm. mini documentary stuff. Check us out. Yeah. 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 So what has been your experience doing it thus far? Has there been anything really exciting happening with it? Or what was it like filming a documentary on Epstein? Uh, oh, the Epstein one specifically? Yeah. The Epstein one was awesome. So it was about Epstein's Zorro Ranch, which is a ranch out in New Mexico. And um, I'm going to raise this real quick. Yeah. Also, um, it'll pick it up. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, you, don't have to move it. you have a loud voice. Cool. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> so yeah, basically like, Everyone knows about Epstein's Island, but no one really knows about his ranch. And so that we saw like a good opportunity to make a documentary about it. You know what I mean? Because no one knows. Um, and yeah, we interviewed people that worked there. We um, kind of dove deep into the topic and found out all kinds of people that we didn't realize were involved with Epstein. Wow. So, so yeah. what Which was... people don't really know. Like John Travolta is a good example of somebody what? who you probably didn't know was associated with Epstein. But Wow. I didn't yeah. know that. Mm-hmm. That's well, that insane. just means that we should all go watch the documentary. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone saw what they're doing, go watch it. Yes. <laughs> Don't watch this. We will Stop link out. it. Yeah. Yeah, we'll so. link it below so everyone can check it out. But that is awesome that you guys are doing something like that, exposing the truth. So I saw, what does Revelo Project mean? I, I saw that Carter posted that and I thought <laughs> yeah, that was really cool. No, honestly, we made a name on a whim. It just means yeah. to reveal in Latin. So... Oh, wow. Uh, I don't know. It sounds kind of cool, but... Yeah, it is really, cool. really cool. But no one knows how to say it, so it's kind of hard to, like... You're like, is it Revlo? Is it Revello? Yeah, we don't really care. It's just... We don't as long care. as you remember. Yeah. <laughs> However you say it is how we say it. <laughs> yeah, and we're thinking about, like, kind of changing it. We kind of put it off to the side. We're like, we just want to get started and go and not really yeah. focus on the small stuff, but... I don't know. We're getting to the point where we probably should lock in a name. So we, might, we might keep it. Who knows? Yeah. I like it. Okay. Yeah, I like it. It has a nice great. ring to it. Well, before we dive in, make sure that you are subscribed to our channel so you yes. get notified for our next episode and anything else that we're doing. Yeah, so. hit that notification bell. Yes. <laughs> I love that we're saying that. That's ding, so ding, great. Ding. Smash that like button. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we're going to stir the pot today. And no. like we said, it's going to be Reddit controversial takes. Anything that's going to stir the pot, basically. And some of these things are a little crazy. However, I feel like there is some truth and meaning behind them as to why people are talking about these topics. And so we're going to just kind of dive into them and see what we all think on them. Do a little pulse check. See where it goes. So first one, this one's being brought up because Vivek Ramaswamy, one of the 2024 presidential candidates, 
has started talking about it, that he wants to change the voting age to 25. And there's some controversy around this because Mm. why are we allowing people to be immature? Why don't we force them to grow up and whatnot? So DJ, what do you think the voting age should be in the United (laughs) States? I don't know. Well, okay, so let's let's back up for a second. I haven't heard Vivek's reasoning as to why that's the case. I assume it's because it's is it because your brain's fully developed at 25. He so he says if that's we're going to allow teenagers at 18 to vote, he thinks that there should be requirements. Like you should have to take a test. I have seen that. Yeah. Which, so he's saying that it shouldn't be just 25. He's saying like between the ages of 18 to 25, you need to prove that you know enough about mm-hmm. our government, the Constitution, so that you can vote, basically. Yeah, well, I don't know. You set up a lot of dangerous precedents doing stuff like that because, yeah. one, I mean, you can fight in a war for our country, but you can't vote, yeah. which is, you know, that's also, that's tough. But yeah. what's more than that, if you're going to do tests, that's the problem. Because, I mean, what if we have, let's say Biden, for example, gets in there and change the tests where it's like, a bunch of unconscious biases, BS that's already in corporate America. And it's like, you know, some social justice stuff that's in there. And it's like, well, what even are we as a country anymore? Yeah. Um, on, on principle, it sounds okay. But in practice, it would be terrible. I don't think, I think it'd be really bad. It's, it's really be down the line. It, there's no way it wouldn't become corrupted. So. Just like everything. Because <laughs> whoever yeah, gets in want- power is going to have the power to change whatever they want to change. Unless it's yeah. something written like, the Constitution, right? They make an amendment or something in the Constitution where they add it. But yeah. well, I wonder if that's what he wants—is to have an amendment. I, it could be. I don't know. Yeah, but I would say probably eighteen is good. Eighteen is a good number to because one, you get you can fight in wars. You know, you can. Um, it's tough to tell a soldier that comes back from war that he can't vote. You know what I mean? After they just fought for our country, I agree with you there. I think it should be eighteen. I think you have to keep the voting age and the age to fight in war the same. I don't think you can skew that because it doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah, I mean, and, you know, going back, you used to have to have land to vote. And, I mean, when you go look at the Constitution, it was it, they didn't really expect America to be the way exactly it is now. I mean, and you can run voting all the way back to, like, ancient philosophers. Like, I don't know if you've read The Republic by uh, Plato, but he basically says, like, I don't know, I guess kind of what Ramaswamy's saying is, like, should everyone have the right to vote? Well, like, compare our country to a ship. Now, should the people that are well-versed in seafaring be the ones that vote? Because we're judging on how the ship is going to be, like, the course of it in the future. Or should it be just, like, all the people that are on the ship? Mm-hmm. Which, you know, which yeah. which one would chart a better course? Um, but the problem is, you know, how do you draw the line? And, like, if we only do the seafaring ones, then it's, like, it becomes corrupt pretty fast. And... The hedge against corruption is the biggest problem, I think. Yeah. So, what if ACN. he? What if he says if you enlist in the army, it's an automatic okay. vote, like you automatically get to vote. But other than that, it's twenty-five. Or just that rule of eighteen to twenty-five, like you have to mm-hmm. somehow prove your knowledge that you know enough about the constitution to contribute to the country's vote. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess I don't have a... We're getting into technicalities No, it's now, fine. I mean, but... I don't have a huge issue with 25. It's definitely the the precedent of having, like, a document that you have to, like, or a test or yeah, whatever yeah. it is. That's, it a, that's a huge problem. Yeah. Yeah. 18 to 25, I mean, like, it's hard to tell a soldier not to vote, but it's not a huge issue, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's like, these these lines are kind of arbitrary about, like, you know, you can drink at 21, but, like, your brain isn't yeah. developed till 25, so yeah. it's so, like... So why change the voting age if we're not going to change the drinking age? Yeah. Which, again, causes uh, so much controversy to want to push that and 
Madison came on yeah. last weekend and his angle, which I actually agree with, it yeah, was very insightful. he changed insightful. our minds. He changed okay. our minds on that, just saying that instead of changing the voting age because people aren't mature at 25, people back in the day were like, at 12 years old, you're right. a man. Right. Why aren't we doing culture. that now? Change the yeah. culture, yeah. make men men again. Yes. And then by the age of 18, you should be well more than capable of voting and making sound decisions for our country that are best for our country instead of just allowing people just be immature and not developing until 25. Yeah, I mean, I agree. The Constitution was made for a moral and just peoples. So, and that's like the social fabric is gone. Yeah. And that's that's the real problem. I mean, we can get into all that if you guys want to, but I don't want to well, tangent that too far. Some, like Nancy Pelosi and some Democrats were throwing around the idea of making the age to vote 16. Mm-hmm. I was like, absolutely not. Drive a car, you can vote. <laughs> yeah, and that's where I draw the line. <laughs> driving at 16 was not pretty. I don't want me at 16 voting. I no. think you don't have a lot of life experience. You, you were should, a lib, right, at 16? I was a lib. At, <laughs> I was not really political at 16. Yeah. I was okay. a lib in college, but I think that you vote based on a lot of life experience. And unfortunately, at the age of 18, a lot of these kids do not have life experience and that's what's lacking in the voting polls yeah. is the lack of experience because they don't know how to vote because of that. But mm. they're they're so the left side is is so caught up in this uh social media just ruining and rotting mm-hmm. these kids' brains that so they just keep pumping this crap into their feeds and it's influencing the way that they think and of course that in turn influences the way that they vote. And they're not voting based off of things that are going to actually affect their life long-term. They're voting on emotions. They're voting on um, social issues, uh, cultural issues. And we need to go back to like what Madison said was change the culture. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, that's a tough issue. I mean, you brought up a couple points too, like social media, which is determining a lot of our social fabric. Yeah. And it's very corrupt. And so the question is like, you know, a lot of people think like, oh, these companies, the social, like Silicon Valley companies that make yeah. social media, they're just left-wing people. Mm-hmm. They're making these and pushing their views on other people. Yeah. But we kind of found that's not really the case because Twitter files, for example, mm-hmm. showed that Twitter was just infested with yeah. feds. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> and they were monitoring what people were saying. And if it's too right-wing, banned. It's like, that's not even really like a cultural issue. That's a government issue. Yeah. Yes. And we don't know Instagram files, Facebook files, or, you know, TikTok files, whatever. But, I mean, it's going to be just as bad, if not worse. I mean, we know Zuckerberg. And, I mean, he even said on Rogan that um, they suppressed the Hunter Biden laptop story on Facebook because the FBI called him. Yeah. So it's like, Like, well, what are we we even— we have knowledge that this is going to happen. Yeah. The whole election thing, that— does have to do with election integrity. And I'm going to be very careful yeah. because this is on YouTube and we know the guidelines. They but- just changed it actually on YouTube. <laughs> oh, you, can't, you can't talk yeah, about you it. Let's go. You're at risk. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah. Um, but suppressing a story like that before an election, the FBI didn't just call them yeah. to just be like, hey, can you not post? They this knew exactly what back. they were doing. They knew it was because the yeah. election. And that is concerning because the things that we see on social media influence us. It's meant to. It's the way we share news nowadays. Kids don't get the newspaper. We don't read that. Social media is how we absorb what's going on in our culture and politics and the news. Yeah. And they suppress that so people would vote differently. And if you are suppressing something that's changing the way people would vote, that's election integrity. Yeah, no, it's election tampering, yeah. election fraud. Can I say that? I don't know. Maybe if to edit that out. But <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's. I mean, if we're going to go downstream from you know, 
politics is culture. And so yeah, it's, and exactly. the, Twitter and all these, these social media companies, those are, they're weapons. They're not even just, so, I mean, that's why you find a lot of like foreign influences coming in and mm -hmm. infiltrating. I know there's like, they, they want to say Donald Trump did all this shit with Russia. That was all BS. But um, there is, I mean, there's like, Renee DeRest is a good person that's done a great work on this, where there's like entire troll farms and stuff in other countries dedicated to just influencing the mind of people in our nation, other nations. It, it's so true, though. When you have something that powerful, yeah. it is also dangerous. The more power you have, the more dangerous you are. And if you're not using yeah. it for good, it is dangerous. And it's it's just warfare gone to its, it, like, I guess its next stage. It's called fifth generational warfare mm -hmm. because it used to be like there's kinetic warfare. You're on a battlefield. But when you extrapolate that out for generations to where like a super complex society, it's it's a war for your mind because you can organize groups to do different things and whatnot. And this is one of the things we found out in the 2016 election is they would, like foreign influences would have, they would set up like a BLM rally next to like a Blue Lives Matter rally because they want mm -hmm. conflict. So it's like this whole, it's a, you don't know what's real, what's not real. That's the yeah. whole point of the matrix. And they, they want it like that. That's, that's part of the point. Is like, well, you, you, like don't know, you don't know like who's propagating. Yeah, it's, it is puppeteering. You don't know who's propagating what message on you. So, tough landscape to grow up in for sure. Yeah, that is, cannot imagine being a teenager right now. <laughs> yeah. Thank yeah. gosh we're not. I don't want to be. Yeah. <laughs> you can't even blame them for the wokeness psyop. It's yeah. like, it's pushed from every angle, you I know? know? Yeah, shoved down their throats. So, moving on to the next one, this kind of just set the tone, but do you think women should be allowed to vote? And this kind of ties into should women have to be drafted for war then? Because I think oh, yeah. what comes with your duty to vote is your duty to serve. That goes yes. hand in hand. In my eyes, if you want to vote for our country, you should be willing to serve for our country. And yeah. if you're not willing to do that, you shouldn't be able to vote. It's an interesting point. I mean, there's definitely, it's two sides of the coin, responsibility and um, rights, or as in the founders, they put duties, same thing. Um, so should women have, first of all, should they vote? I, I think it's, yeah, I, I mean, I'm not, pot, I'm not guys. against women voting. I'll say that right now. Yeah. I'm not even saying that to like try to appease all the women out there because <laughs> I want like a future wife or something. But actually, I mean, people want to say like, oh, since women have voted, like society has just gone downhill, which is true. But it's not like just because there's correlation doesn't mean there's, you know, causation. Yeah. There's like a million different factors about why it went downhill. I mean, y'all just named one in social media being it. So I don't think women inherently are just like voting for the demise of the country. Yeah. But if they have the right to vote, should they also have the duty to serve? <laughs> I mean, do you think it's no? Because it's going to be. I but mean, like men, do you see them lowering to... the standard for like the for women in the military now? Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, you have to hit ten pull ups. Like the woman only has to do five. It's, but like, well, what we, are we doing? Like, come let, on. <laughs> let's take a step back. We have fought so hard for this feminist movement, mm -hmm. yet women don't have to have the same requirements to get in the military. Women also get to vote and don't down. have to serve. And so I'm so confused on this feminist But they movement. want to be treated the same. The same. But uh. I'm confused because if they don't have the same requirements, men, are you saying men and women are not equal? Well, are you, yeah. Are you I'm confirming go and say men that and not women equal. are biologically not. different by allowing them to have this different standard Men are stronger, men are bigger, men are faster. But men, men can, confirms that. Men by, can do physical things better than when, most women. Well, yeah, and you have to carry a big pack, especially when it's depending on what force you're in. But like, mm -hmm. if yeah, so a lot of women, it's, it's some trouble. Sorry. How would you Sorry know to say it, but it's true. You're at <laughs> line. Your, your guy gets shot and you have to bring him off the battlefield. And she's like, shoot. I can't, I can't lift that. I can't lift you. And if I try, I can try, but I'm going to move a lot slower and I might get shot too. 
I mean, the leftist point would be something like, hey, well, why can't they just be in other positions where they're not doing like maybe kinetic warfare on the ground? But they're doing, yeah, well, I guess maybe not, but like maybe they can serve in other positions. Like they can be, you know, the person with the Xbox controller, like doing drone strikes oh in the background. <laughs> well, I the mean, Obama's little- and I'm sure that there are very smart, talented women in the military that do jobs like yeah. that. There are, yeah. But to bring it back to why women were given the right to vote in the first place, it also opened the door to this feminist wave that yes. now has turned into this toxic femininity. But they were given the right to vote because the men left to go fight. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then they were in charge of taking care of the house, um, everything back home. Mm-hmm. And that also gave them the sense of like, well, Industrial hey, revolution, I can baby. do this too. I don't need a man. And that's what sparked all yes. of this. That so, was like the demise to the nuclear family. Yes. the indu- it, it wasn't the sense that like, okay, Women got the right to vote. That's when things went downhill. Like you said, there's other things that happened. Yeah. And it was the industrial revolution of women going out yeah. to work. Uh-huh. And when they went out and worked, now women, for the government, it's great because now both men and women have to pay taxes. Now we get more, like, your income tax. Yeah. We, it's great for the government. They're getting a great deal out of this. And to incentivize that, they're like, oh, yeah, you're own, your you're own person. You can vote. You can leave your husband. You get a job. You get all of these things things that you didn't have before. And these are rights that we're going to give you because you didn't have that before. Mm-hmm. But in reality, I think it was just downhill from there. So yes, in my opinion, I don't think that women should have the right to vote. I'm so grateful that I do because I think mm-hmm. that I'm an educated voter and I am very aware of what's going on because it's such a privilege that we can in this country. Yeah. However, I think at the same time, it is just destroying our nuclear families. So can they serve as well or no? Um, I think that if women should vote, you should also sign up to serve at the same time. Like if, but you said if, no voting for women. So well, I don't believe that if I had a choice, like, do I believe that women should vote? Not, right. not morally, not like for my values, but we do vote. So I think that since okay. you vote, you, you should serve. Then you should be like, if I'm drafted, I'm drafted. Mm-hmm. I'll serve yeah. the country. And I actually yeah. tried to enlist in the um, really yeah the Air Force. I attempted uh, right out of high school. I actually applied and went down to like the uh, office or like wherever it was. Um, was all for it, and then I have asthma, so I actually was denied. <laughs> oh really? So I did try Aww. to serve this country. However, the asthma prevented me from it. But could have been in the chair for. <laughs> but it's not like I'm not. <laughs> There you go. It's not like I'm not grateful for my right to vote. It's not like I don't exercise yeah. it because that is, we are so lucky to have this privilege to vote. And it changed. Yeah. I do think it's so important, but I don't think that just because we have it, do I think it's right? Just because something's legal, do I think it's right? No. I think that if if women want to vote, I think there should be requirements. And maybe <laughs> then you take tests, but the guys don't. I, I mean, <laughs> kind of. Okay. Kind of. Yeah. If women want to vote, you guys have to learn how to parallel park, and then you can vote. <laughs> There's that. There is that. I, no one vote in the country. And you country. also have to learn how to cook a, a, a meal for a family. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you have to learn how to cook lasagna. Oh, my god! I think that, you know, you need to, in my opinion, I think women need, to, if, you're, if you're a single woman and you want to vote and you want to be rah, 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 bleh, I want to tear this country down, then you need to prove, like, you've got a job that you can support yourself. And if you're okay with giving your money away to people that don't want to work, cool. Yeah, Those people shouldn't get to vote then. Yeah. People that don't have a I don't job. Think it, 
If, okay. if you well, don't like work. like stay-at-home mothers? No voting there either? No, they can vote. Oh, they can vote. Can work. We'll vote. Yeah. Can work. Okay. That's work. Yeah, yeah it, is, it is work. Yeah, it's that's, that's, that's a work. job. But if you're a stay-at-home mother, you should have that bond with your husband to be able to vote as a family. Yeah. That would be cool. And, you know, that was kind of the— It'd be dope to vote as a family. Yeah. And yeah. That, I mean, that was back when we had more, like, cohesive, like, you know— you Religious structures and you yeah. vote as a family. And You get married because someone shares the same values. Yes. And to me— the reason why that is so important is because that builds generations and push, like you are building something so much bigger, a legacy and spreading your values and your religion and you're doing it through a family. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I think that's why it's so important to marry for values, mm -hmm. marry someone that is the same religion as you and vow to create something like that because that's what you're passing on. These marriages now where they don't see eye to eye on these things are so toxic because what are you building for the future? No. Yeah. No, I mean, you're definitely right. Confusion. Confusion. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. you don't have the strong family unit. You don't really have a country anymore. And the, people don't want to hear that because of all like the, you know, <laughs> OnlyFans type society we're creating. But you're mm -hmm. definitely right. I mean, it's, you know, that's the, the nuclear family. And they're very much against that. Like BLM was, you guys know this, they're Marxists. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we just talked to a guy on our podcast, actually. His name's G. Edward Griffin, who studied basically Marxism throughout his entire lifetime. And what they do specifically Leninism, which is a kind of Marxism where they like, it's basically Marxism in action, like how they want to enact that. And what they do is they infiltrate different movements and they act as though they are the, the people that are in the front of the movement. They're the loudest and they try to be the smartest, but really they're just undercover Marxists the whole time, Leninists specifically. Mm -hmm. So BLM is a good example of that. It's like BLM, BLM. And behind the scenes they're like, abolish the nuclear family. And we're like, what? The hell? What does that have to do? <laughs> it's like, oh, really? Have you seen the, like the, you know, I mean, there's a lot of black people in prison. A lot of that's due to uh, having not um, two people in the household, you yeah. know, mother yeah. and father. So and father figure. Candace like, Owens talks about this all the time. Yeah. And you can just see how it affects the black community. So does Brandon Tatum. He talks about it all the time. And he's a former police officer. So he sees all kinds of sides in this. And he's black. Yeah, the BLM thing is just so tough to watch because they're fighting for this thing. I'm like, what? The government's against you. Yes. <laughs> they are yeah. for you. You guys are fighting for them. You guys are protesting I mean, and pushing their ideologies. And they are falling for it. It's, it's really sad. Psyops everywhere. Watch yes. <laughs> the baby hands. Sponsor them. The baby hands. Okay. So now we're going to get into something that's very <laughs> interesting. Uh, and it's such a fascinating subject. I feel like it's going to really go somewhere interesting. And it is, what are your thoughts on, super casually, what are your thoughts on public execution? Public execution? Wow, what a, what a transition. For there. it. <laughs> For it. I am very, it. I'm very much. <laughs> <keep> putting, <laughs> For it. Uh, I got to say, I'm, I'm very much against public execution, but more specifically capital punishment, which just means. Ooh, so you're against capital punishment. Period. Yeah. Period. Whoa. Killing killers to prove that killing is wrong is inherently contradictory. Wow. Okay. So the public execution, what are your thoughts on that? Why do you think it's wrong? Well, public execution is just, you know. Same thing as capital punishment. Well, <laughs> I mean, I guess. It is what a are, form of capital punishment. It is a form of capital punishment. So yeah. yeah, capital punishment, I guess I'll just talk about that because, you know, if I can't agree on that, then I can't go further. But uh, yeah, I mean, I just basically made my case. It's like, well, first of all. You don't think all, an eye for an eye? Leaves everybody blind is the rest of the statement. <laughs> I just stop an eye for an eye. 
Okay, well, period. There's a second half of that, but yeah, I mean, like, like <laughs> I emotional. said, like it's, I mean, killing. <laughs> if you want to kill people, let's just say for killing somebody else, I mean, aren't you just as bad as them? And secondly, as conservatives, we like to, uh, I say conservative lightly for myself, but no, you guys are definitely conservative people. Um, we want the government to have as least power as possible. This is true. And this giving them true. power over life and death is, I would say, fascistic. I agree. <laughs> Seriously. I like the, I guess, the outcome of it. I like I like the, not not the, the fact that someone's dying. I like the things that come after that, like the fear that is instilled because of it. Like, yeah. so let's say we have a pedophile that is raping children. We are going to publicly execute him yes. in front of the village. And that, so the reason why this was so popular in medieval times is because everyone was so afraid to do something because of the shame that it brought to yeah. be, yes. have the capital punishment, to have your finger cut off for stealing, yeah. to have lashes in front of your whole village for cheating on your spouse. Like the shame shame that it brought upon you prevented people from doing it. And I feel like no one's being punished enough for anything. We have pedophiles that are just, they can't live by an elementary school. That's not enough. Oh, and California. Yeah. And I, just think, I think government is good when it comes to things like this. That's where we need government to step in. We don't want government stepping into our households, telling us how to raise our children. What we do want them to step in and do is helping us protect our children for the people that are coming for them and mm. raping them. Like that's where a government yeah. comes in. That is law. That is them preventing further things from happening. The problem is the states like California today just passed something that makes it where the punishment for raping a child is less than what it was. Yeah. Why, why are we making these less? It should be more. This is children are the things that should be protected the most. So here's yeah, here's what I, I agree there. Here's what I'm seeing a pattern with is first it's transing the kids. <laughs> transing the kids. Making pedophiles, okay? Yeah. I'm calling it now. Bestiality is next. I mean, they, I think I already saw something it. on this. I'm calling it. I already there was already some article surfacing around the internet about bestiality saying that it's normal because it's just a sexual preference. Yeah, it's hard. And that's that's kind of the problem I have with libertarians is they kind of say like, oh, freedom everywhere. Freedom to do anything you want to as long as it doesn't hurt somebody else. There's two consenting adults. Or but like, an animal that cannot consent for themselves. Yeah, actually, I don't know where they stand on bestiality. <laughs> I haven't really heard anybody talk about I don't that. care. I don't but, care. I don't care. It's wrong. Yeah, and then <laughs> conservatives are like, no, wrong. we have like a, a moral society and social yeah. fabric and that kind of thing. So I'm, I'm kind of on your, on your side there. But I don't know. I mean, yeah, they are talking about adding P to the, uh, you know, the long list number of letters. <laughs> Whatever we we're at now. Gotten. It's not a preference. It is criminal. It's, it's satanic. There's something, this is not okay. And this is where I feel like capital punishment comes in. And I, well, as a conservative, okay. this is like my stance. And I don't want, I, I don't believe in big gov, but I believe in small government. And I believe small government should step in when someone is being physically harmed. Oh, well, that, that they should step in and undoubtedly so. So murderers and rapists and pedophiles fall into that category of, of capital punishment. Like, I don't think if you shoplift, you should just be 
beheaded in front of your village. Oh, no, but no, no, I no. do think murders and rapists and pedophiles fall into that category of capital punishment because we're not doing enough of that. And you can see that of, because of all these statistics showing all of these children getting raped, of all these pedophiles, of all these people being trans. Yeah. And it's not, it shows Child that we're not doing enough. There's not enough punishment because people are still well, doing it. The problem is the wrong people are being punished. I mean, well, I mean, there's some of the right people being punished, but you get what I'm saying here is that like the whole Epstein crowd isn't in prison and they haven't gotten put behind bars yeah. or anything, period. It's not like, will. so we need to address something like that before we just start killing people. The problem is too, it's like, there, there's a lot of people that, I mean, a significant number of, of people that have been killed and then like later yes. they find evidence and they they were supposed to be. Um, I, I agree with you there. I think that you have to have hard evidence to be able to do something but, like this. But that's this. not, the court system, just whatever evidence at the time is, is you can't like, yeah. What's hard evidence? What isn't? But I mean, now I mean, now we have DNA evidence, which is usually what yeah. how we know that it was wrong is like, oh, it's some DNA evidence came yeah. up here. And we have new technology. So I mean, it's a new, interesting conversation. But at the same time, I got to stick with my guns here. As a conservative woman, you do not want the government having power over life and death. I mean, that's like number one, right? I mean, that's like the most power possible. But you don't believe in small government, like. It's so like local government gets to kill you. <laughs> like, no, I mean, I guess like, let's say like things were run a different time, but things were ran in villages back then. Yeah. And they were like, they would have a committee of people that everyone trusted. And okay. if there was someone that murdered someone, they would then bring them forward and those people would decide. And not saying that that's how it should be now because we obviously have technology. But I think if you murder someone and we are able to have solid DNA proof and that person's like, yep, I did it. Okay, okay. great. Then we're going to just behead you in front of the community. If you <laughs> were right. caught for okay. raping right. a child. Well, okay. If you're against public execution, yeah. what about maiming? Okay, say more. Like, what do you what do you mean? Like, so physical, like, if you, if you steal, you Either maim, like physical maiming yeah. for a child rapist or a rapist, period. Okay, so like make him a eunuch. Or chemical mm -hmm. castration. Chemical castration. Um, I think to make them trans. Or something. No, I'm just joking. Uh, <laughs> trans the pedophiles. Trans the petties. <laughs> Man, I don't know if even that'll stop them. To be honest with no. you, unfortunately, it's definitely a, I a just, mental. Uh, go ahead. Sorry. No, 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 no. I, I mean, I was just kind of going all that point. I, I don't know if that'll stop them because there are some trans people that are still pedophiles. And oh, yeah. So it's not like you making them. But like, <laughs> if we're not if we're not gonna do capital punishment for those criminals, yeah. What about that? No, maiming, I'm against maiming. I mean, <laughs> here, here's the thing. All right, so do they deserve death for raping a child or killing somebody? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Is the government worthy of making that decision? No. Who is? God. Yeah. That's it. And that's the problem. And there's plenty of ways to have a, a shame, like a right, rightfully shaming culture that shames the right things that are not ending in just murder. Because that, that's at the end of the day, that's what it is. It's the government murdering you. And it sets a terrible precedent too. It's like, because then like it can easily be changed to, oh, well, let's murder. And they just add one little more thing and one little more thing. And next thing you yeah. know, Joe Biden's like, if you're a conservative, you're getting murdered. Yeah. You know, that, that, that goes far, but it's true. It happens. And it's Russia like- Russia just started doing- Murdering journalists. Chemical I mean, like, castration yeah. for rapists. Oh, okay. That, that is interesting. Yeah. But like, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's you give them an inch to take a mile. We know that for facts. And so they're already trying. I mean, they tried to kill Assange. I mean, the CIA had a plot yeah. to kill Julian Assange. Yeah. I mean, if they had- they, they would undoubtedly make make like if we had capital punishment for stuff like that, they would just move the line a little bit and be like, nope, yeah. you transgress against our intelligence agencies. Like, you what die. else can we get away with? I am. It's, totally. It's yeah. what happens. So, I mean, shame them a different way. Exile them. Do, I mean. Yeah, yeah. We'll have an island and we'll call it 
I do. I, I agree with you there that they, people in power tend to take too much yeah. and they yeah. use it against people. But I think that has to come down to the checks and balances systems. Like we really, the people in power, we should be able to trust them. Like we never had this issue. Like, I mean, there was still issues, but it's like now we, fear to trust the government. I oh, that's always. Been, I mean, they've I think, been I think Trump kind of made our eyes and ears open a little more when he this whole drain the swamp movement. And I think yeah. everyone really started to pay a little bit more attention than they have been in the past. But they've been doing this for yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, yeah. <laughs> maybe he woke people up, but like, yeah. this has been going on. I mean. Yeah. So to move into a different okay, subject. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Because we've <laughs> don't we've, get me going. We've exerted a lot into this public <laughs> execution, and yeah, we'll yeah. we'll agree to the fact that you know it's has to do with the power. And I can see your point: is murdering's not the answer to everything. But I yeah. do think it's just like, a bad precedent. Is my yeah, point. it's a yeah. bad precedent. Um, yeah. But I think that there's some things where, like murders and rapists, where I just I'm I'm unsure about that. Now I'm just. I'll I'll reconsider that. I say chemical castration. But <laughs> yeah, an interesting take. Yeah. And I think to your point is you saying that the government has been doing things like this. So there's all these conspiracies about the government using LSD as a form of mind control. Absolutely. Yeah. LSD and alcohol. LSD for sure. I haven't seen the alcohol. They've used that. that for alcohol is a Reddit thread. I found that from okay. the greatest, the greatest place you can research on the yes. internet. This is true. Best search engine out there. Mm-hmm. ChatGPT will never stand a chance to Reddit. <laughs> no, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean they've used LSD. That's what the show Stranger Things is based off of. Mm-hmm. I know we made yeah. a video on it. It's pretty interesting, actually. Um, MK Ultra, yeah. which is a mind control program in the CIA. Um, it's still kind of shrouded in mystery exactly what happened because this dude tried to burn all the documents. Yes. And But we did find, like, circumstantial evidence that there were other documents talking about what that document did. So it was like, we know what happened. And it, it's it's really, it's kind of a crazy deal. But, yeah, when you take LSD or any, most psychedelics, yeah. you become really suggestible. So, like, if you imagine your brain, like, uh, let's see how to explain it. If you imagine your brain, like. Well, it shuts um, off the front. It shuts off your front, but it rewires your brain in a way that, like, it opens Mm -hmm. the door for rewiring of the brain. So imagine, like, your brain is, like, you have all these grooves in your brain that's, like, a bunch of sleds going down a snowy hill. Then you take a psychedelic and it flattens all the snow out. So, like, and it makes you available for someone else to come in and... And reform that. Reform that, exactly. So, um, and that's what they would do. It was trauma-based mind control. So you take psychedelics and they would instill trauma on you and get you to do something right after. So it would be, like... So then you have an elicited trauma response to something. Wow. And unfortunately, it did happen a lot with, well, allegedly. There's people in Hollywood. Allegedly. And, <laughs> and other places in society where it'd be super easy to puppeteer somebody that you'd want to puppet. So um, it's hard to say, but uh, it's definitely it's an interesting subject with some dark history for sure. Yeah. Well, yeah. You think about like the, the hippie movement in the 60s and yeah. the 70s when they were doing like acid which is a mm-hmm. form of LSD. And then they were the whole like, peace, mm-hmm. love, no war. And that really kind of got that movement going. And I, I think that that influenced a lot of culture today where we see 
kids. We see adults just having these opinions that don't make any sense. Oh, really? They're all MK Ultra. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh. Maybe it was the acid that you did in the 70s. I mean, I won't do that. I'm not going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> well, are you to call it the boomers there? Yeah. The boomer I know of some boomers that, that did acid and... Um, They're not all right. They never came back. Yeah. <laughs> well, one in particular. Okay. Is fine. <laughs> um, the people that this person of. dropped acid a lot, but the reason why they stopped is because they saw the devil. Who is this? Can I hear? I know. Oh, it's personal. It's not somebody public. They it's saw the they saw the devil, and okay. they were like, "No more." Yeah, that's insane. Yeah. I. I don't, okay, so I do believe that they have experimented with LSD yeah. being a form of mind control. I, The alcohol thing I saw on Reddit and it was a whole thread, but I agree to the extent that it is a distraction yeah. and we know what the, like, I guess the effects alcohol have on people. Yeah. And I think yeah. the government very well knows that it's a distraction from oh, what's really yeah. going on. People feel like they can get away. They drink so much that they ha are just not, you're not, I've, we know the effects of alcohol. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that they do use it as a form of distraction as well as social media is, as well as a lot of things are just a distraction. Make it look sexy. Yeah. They make it look. This isn't like really. cigarettes. Another really interesting thing is, so loud noises are, they, loud they mess with. Noises. Loud noises. <laughs> mess with your brain waves. And it is statistically, there's, it's so hard to find a completely quiet place on earth. And even when you go to a restaurant, that decibel of how loud it is, it's actually unsafe working conditions. It is like when you go to a coal mine, you can only work a certain amount of hours because it can ruin your hearing. The same thing in a, in a normal restaurant in a city, the buzz of everything, working there for more than six hours can damage your hearing. Mm. So the environments that people go to for on the weekends, to relax, to go out to eat, that amount of noise can damage your hearing. Same thing like going to a concert in the bass. That can actually damage your hearing, the waves. And it does, there's some crazy effect. It has like similar effects of like LSD and alcohol to your brain, the amount of noise that you're mm. intaking. And just try to remember, where is the last place that you went that is completely quiet, no sound of a washing machine or air on or the buzzing of something? Mm -hmm. When is the last time you heard complete silence with um, nothing? Well, I actually seek out a lot of complete silence. But like, I'm, not, where I'm, you, not, I'm not a city where girl like you. Well, I, I, I don't live in the city, so I can have some silence. Okay. But I mean, I guess you but never really know if there's car horn. When in your by. house, like there's there's not the, the fridge on, there's, oh, there's um, nothing. Complete nothingness. Yeah, that's a good good point. You really got to go walk out in nature, and even then, it's not really silent. Yeah, Always it's tough to get silence. Now is man made, which is a Faraday chamber. Yeah, yes. a Faraday cage. Yeah, there's also uh, I think they're called dumb holes mm -hmm. where it, it, all the sounds get sucked in there. It's pure silence. Yeah, yeah. or se sensory deprivation tanks too. Um, yeah, I mean it's interesting, right? I mean we're uh, we're, we're definitely you know how RFK is like we're swimming through a soup of toxic chemicals, but yeah. we're, we're actually are we're, we're swimming through like an entire soup of like all these different yeah. distractions, but just like you're getting bombarded with like sounds and energy that you don't un understand. Distraction distraction soup. soup. There's like you know energy waves of like five G hitting you and all these different like Wi-Fi and yeah. sounds you're everywhere. Like, five G sound of LSD. Not oh. even like chicken soup for like, the soul. We have distraction soup for the destruction. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like can we have some silence because like that's what peace is it's just yeah. some just like silencing the thoughts in your mind it's like impossible to that. do if 
Afraid of silence? Yes. Like, if you, if you notice, people sleep with right. sound machines in the background. Yeah. People always have white noise. If you go into an office, they have white noise machines buzzing, so it doesn't feel like complete silence. Like, people don't do well in silence, and silence gives people anxiety nowadays. They always yeah. have music playing, podcasts playing. A lot of people don't like silence. I mean, you can really measure the experience, like your experience here as just a person, as like a life form, as just the, you know, what if you're in a room by yourself, like purely just what are the thoughts that you're having? I mean, really like your thoughts in general are just creating the experience around you. I mean, think about it and like you can't, it's really hard to control the thoughts in your mind if you're constantly being bombarded with different, all the different things we just mentioned too. Yeah. So it's like, it really, you have to like really focus on taking control of your mind for stuff like that. And it's, it's a hard thing to do because it's, yeah, like we just said, it's just a, you know, we need RFK to save us. <laughs> <laughs> so RFK, are you a fan? I don't know. I mean, I, I've definitely, I've digested some of his material. He's an interesting cat. You know, he's a Kennedy, obviously. I don't know how, how deep you want me to go into this, but in short, RFK is, you know, he's a dissident like Trump, right? Because he's, um, he's a dem. A lot of the right-wing people love yeah. him, though. So I'm not yeah. sure what y'all think about him. But um, he's heavy against some really serious issues. And he yeah. thinks he might get killed. So, because mm -hmm. he's, again, I mean, he wants to splinter the CIA and scatter it into the winds. I think he's a pretty based Democrat in the sense that he's old school. And I've always said this. He's very neutral. Like, he's not your normal liberal. He's not your normal leftist. He's not a crazy leftist. He has a lot of good points. He's a very sound person. And I like his stances. I don't know that I would actually vote for him, but I do like really? that he's, he's, he was like one of the first people to speak up against vaccines. Yeah. And he's someone yeah. that's so against it. And I think people are like, oh, well, he's not a Democrat. We're not, we're not going to say that he's a Democrat, but he is, he's an old, he's an old school Democrat. Yeah. Yeah. He's just not a crazy liberal. There's a very fine line between a Democrat and a liberal. Yeah. Like, I mean, I would totally vote for RFK over any other Democratic. Yeah. I'd probably vote for him over pretty much anybody except for maybe Vivek. But like, I don't know, I haven't really done a deep dive on Vivek yet. So I don't know. I mean, he's definitely against the serious issues of our day, which I don't see Trump talking about the CIA. I don't see Trump talking about, I mean, he did Operation Warp Speed and he locked down the country, Trump. So, I mean, we're, what are we talking about here? Like with, uh, you know, RFKs being a Dem or whatever. Those, I mean, that's just like a false dichotomy of like someone just drew a line in the sand. Yeah. Does he support the issues that matters for like the future of our country? Yeah, I, I think he's yeah. pretty good. I mean, I looked. He just came out in favor of affirmative action, so <laughs> I don't love that. But I'll take the abolishment of the CIA. We'll start there. We'll start there. <laughs> yeah, we got some work to do. I also think that a lot of conservatives, like you said, a lot of conservatives like him for some of his stances. Yeah. And you can't get everything right. We yeah. know that with a lot of candidates, you pick and choose what you like. Yeah. But you yeah. you vote for them because you vote for the change that they're going to bring our country. Yeah. Uh, so it's like whether or not he can fill those shoes. Yeah, I agree. I think Vivek has some really great points. And I think that his attention to the cultural war right now mm -hmm. is is important. And I think he's going to reach a lot of younger minds uh, and hearts because of that. But he's also incredibly smart. He's genius. And yeah. well-spoken. Yeah. And, he, and he doesn't... The thing with DeSantis is he doesn't... He speaks at you. <laughs> he's not he doesn't talk not a to you people person he doesn't talk to you whereas Vivek is talking to you like a person in his in his monologues and in his campaign ads whereas yeah. I like DeSantis I think he's done some good things um, but 
as a as a candidate and as a politician, I don't like the fact that he really needs to work on how he talks yeah. to the camera because he's just like, <laughs> we're out here in California. And as you can see, it's very dirty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, it's DeSantis is cool because he's done, you know, he's done the yeah. get the books out, get those, you know, sexual yeah. books out of the kid's classroom. Yeah. He's gone to war with Disney. Those things are cool. But like. He's backed by Soros now, and he's yeah. kind of got some big funding, which is like that was the whole reason why everyone liked Trump was like we're not taking big big money um, from, uh, you know the whatever all those big uh, big money people. So yep. there's that, and then I don't really know Vivek super well, but he seems super based on like ESG and D yeah. um, DEI and stuff like yeah. that, which is great. But like, how's he going to solve that exactly? I mean, uh, like I you think can be against ethnicity. I'm sorry. His ethnicity. <laughs> is going to solve it? Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, so that's, who's, that's who's propagating point. that? That's the question, right? Because you can be all against it all you want. I mean, you take down BlackRock? I mean, uh, that's that, that's the point. And so is he going to take down the CIA? I don't know. Uh, who knows? Yeah. But RFK is the only one actually attacking the root of the issues, my personal opinion. I don't I don't know a bunch about Vivek, so don't quote me on that. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so. I think it's going to be really interesting. We'll find yeah. it all out in the next year when they start campaigning harder and we know their yeah. policies a little more. Yeah. And when they're being more vocal. So it's definitely going to be interesting. We have some good candidates. So, yeah. Well, thanks so much for coming on. I had a great time. I'm Thank so you guys. Yeah. Um, hopefully we don't get Clinton. Uh, <laughs> I think so. Y'all be fine. And we'll, <laughs> we'll link the Revelo project in the link, uh, in the description below so that you can yeah. go watch that documentary and watch all of their content. Yeah. Go well. check out his uh, documentary, The Epstein oh, yeah. It's incredible that you did something like that. And thank you, thank you guys for uh, coming on and watching us talk about Reddit controversial takes. Uh, <laughs> let us know what you guys think in the comment. And yeah. what is your controversial take? We would love to keep doing this and talking about it more. We would love it. We will see you on the next one. Thanks for watching.